Uh, hey guys, welcome to the official podcast. <laughs> no, I'll just play with you. Hey, welcome to the third official podcast from Isaac Image slash Uncommon Sense. We got Chris and Jeremy Isaac. We got a bunch of fire content that we're going to talk about today. Stay tuned. Let's get into it. Hello, welcome back to the Uncommon Sense slash Isaac Image Podcast, and that's Uncommon with the K. This is Jeremy speaking, and I'm coming to you today with a segment I like to call One Has to Go. Now, with this segment, I'm going to choose two people from a certain topic, a certain genre, and I'm going to debate these two against each other. And at the end of that, I'm going to choose which one has to go. And with, with that one leaving, I have to like basically get rid of everything about them, whether it's their work, stand-up, whatever. And so the topic of today is Famous Comedians. And so the two I chose, I think, were two good ones. Those are two that I think everybody's seen at least one thing from. And those two are Eddie Murphy and Kevin Hart. And I'm going to debate these two. Right now, I'm going to just give you the cons. So Eddie Murphy, I'm going to be honest, he gave us so much. And there's really not too much of his work that we don't like, besides the more modern things that he made, like in the last, I'll say, 10, 12 years. But let's go back. He gave us Coming to America. He gave us Beverly Hill Cops. He gave us Mulan. He gave us Shrek, which is like, that's like, that's really a pivotal movie in my life. I really wanted to be Shrek growing up. Just live in a swamp, be green, stink, all of that. I really wanted to stink and just smell bad. But anyways, I really just looked up to those movies. I'm not going to say necessarily look up, but I really just needed those movies in my life. That and I would say Toy Story. But that's besides the point. But he gave you a lot of movies. He gave us two stand-ups who were raw and delirious. And he may have given us other ones, but those are the two main ones. And he just gave us a lot. And so, honestly, getting rid of him would be hard. But let's also debate Kevin Hart. So, Kevin Hart, his start was a little rocky at first. He gave us movies like Paper Soldiers. He gave us Soul Plane, which, I mean, it was a funny movie. But let's be honest. It bombed. Like, throw the movie away. Like, just get rid of it. But once his career progressed, he gave us great stand-up. And then he started giving us better content, better movies. But at the same time, the movies were kind of reaching. Like he gave us get on was it ride along ride along it wasn't just the best it was just funny and then he gave us get hard which is what I was about to say get hard was another one just kind of is reaching and I, th- I feel like now as of now he's not as funny as he used to be and I see that in a lot of his movies he's reaching in a lot of these things like even the kitty movies like the secret life of pets or the Jumanji movie he's kind of reaching it's it has its moments but it's not as funny but. Okay, so those are the pros and a little bit of the cons. So let's see. In my honest opinion, I would have to get rid of Kevin Hart. And I'm going to explain that. And I kind of explained it already. With Eddie Murphy, he just has a lot. Like, his catalog is deep. And he had a long reign of just great movies. Like, his reign started somewhere in the 80s. Even, like, with the Saturday Night Live work. And he started with so many just bomb movies that I just can't like if I couldn't see Coming to America again, I would be hurt if I couldn't see Beverly Hill Cops again. Those are some of my favorite movies. Harlem Nights is my favorite, like funny movie. It's my favorite 80s, 90s, whatever you want to say movie. I think that movie came out 88. It's a funny movie because it included a lot of comedians and it was just a great setup. It was a great like whoever wrote it, they did great. And so I can't really get rid of movies like that. But if I had to get rid of kevin hart movies i wouldn't really be hurt like if i couldn't see ride along again i really wouldn't be too bothered i mean i didn't think he was funny uh ice cube he was kind of funny in the movie but at the same time nah 
Uh, Secret Life of Pets, I'm gonna be honest, haven't even seen it. I mentioned it, but it's like it's one of those movies I haven't even seen because I kind of knew it was just gonna just be like okay, and it did good box office wise, but it's just in giving my opinion, I haven't seen it, and so I can't really just say like oh yeah, I love that movie, never seen it. But Shrek though, Shrek, <laughs> Shrek is like in my Mount Rushmore cartoon movies. It's that Toy Story and some other stuff. Probably Rugrats movie, something. Just throw something else in there. Them two, though, they, they can't go. All the Toy Stories. I even like the trash fourth one. But Shrek, though. Even Shrek the third with the little midget dude. Good movies, man. Great movies. That's just cartoons. Mulan, come on now. Come on now. You can't get rid of him. And so, Kevin Hart, I'm going to just be honest. You got to go. Love your stand-up. Well, your older stand-up. But at the same time, I got to get rid of you. And if anybody feels different from me, let me know, man. Let me know in whatever comments, whatever, because we're going to post all of this. We're going to post all of this. And in posting all of that, we need you guys' support. We need you guys to just kind of just spread the word, get us out there, because we're trying to really make it in it. Do this podcast stuff. We're really trying to make it. So help us out. But that was one has to go. Peace. What's up, America? I want to talk about the concept, the idea of being overlooked, you know, slept on, underrated, just that in general. So as a human being who's speaking from experience of this, the number one thing is you got to always continue to believe in yourself. When you're overlooked and you're underrated, it's very easy to get down on yourself start questioning God like why am I going through this why do people why don't people appreciate me and you can't look at it from that aspect you gotta look at it from this is preparation you've been anointed to do something but you're not necessarily appointed to do it right now it's a difference so God's saying oh, okay yeah you're gonna be doing this but I need you to go through this I need you to go through this storm first I need you to learn how to appreciate being in overlooked, slept on, underrated situations and appreciate that process and continue to to build your strength and your faith in God and your belief in God in the process. So my advice to everybody would be to just literally to enjoy life, like enjoy the moment, learn to make the best out of the moment, look at things from an optimistic point of view instead of a pessimistic or narcissistic point of view. Eliminate negative surroundings. Change people's viewpoints. So when people say, oh my goodness, for example, oh my goodness, man, I gotta go to work. About to be so long, so boring. Change that to, hmm, okay. How can I be productive at work? How can I make the most of this? How can I affect other people so where it's a better environment to be around? Hmm, got to think of that. So it's just two things, building your strength, your strength and your faith in God, but then also just enjoying and trusting the process. If you master those two things, it won't be any situation that you can't handle. Guaranteed. Now, if you have any comments, questions, concerns about what's going on, what I just said, 
please let us know on our Facebook. So that's Chris Isaac or Jeremy Isaac. Other than that, hey, peace. Hello, guys. I'm back again with another segment I like to call Jay's Topic of the Day, which is basically where I pick a topic that's going on in the world, whether it's news, politics, sports, whatever, and I just discuss it and just basically voice my opinion. And the topic of the day is in the sports category, and I think you all know what I'm going to talk about, and that is the Antonio Brown helmet situation. Okay, so this is how I personally feel about it before I actually tell you why. Okay. So basically, I just feel he's just being a diva. He's just being difficult. And it's not a great way to start your turn with a new team. But okay, let me explain the situation. Basically, Antonio Brown, he had a problem with the newer helmets and the fact that Oakland did not let him use the helmet he used in Pittsburgh. And well, the helmet that he was using in Pittsburgh is, well, I think like 10 years outdated. Well, not 10 years, but it was made before they made the new helmets that they've been using for the last 10 years. And so that's not really safe. He can hurt himself because they have, like maybe they've had to add like the newer stuff to the helmets. But no Antonio Brown, he doesn't care. He just wants his old helmet. He doesn't run the same without that helmet. He doesn't catch the same without that helmet. Tony Totap does not work without that helmet. He's just regular old Antonio. That whole situation is just so stupid. Love him as a receiver. He's just a great receiver. He's a Hall of Famer. I hope he does great in Oakland, but come on now. This is just not a great start. Like, you can do so much better than this. And then to top that, this whole, since he's gotten to Oakland, and really before he left, Pittsburgh has just been a whole just different problem. Like, there, he was just calling out players. Even though he was called out by Big Ben, I agree that that was disrespectful, but you don't go call out other players. Like, he called out Juju for something I don't even remember. He basically posted old messages that Juju sent him when he was at USC. And honestly, stuff like that, come on now. You're grown men. You have to talk it out. You can't just do petty stuff like that. And so from that to... The little incidents, uh, you know, I think it was like a hotel or something like that. It was an incident at a dinner that they're now talking about that he owes somebody money. It's like, come on now, this is not a great start. And you're making yourself look bad. You're losing fans. You haven't completely lost me, but you're one more stupid thing away from losing me as a fan. You just got to do better. You're great on the field. Come on now, emulate that off the field. And so... Honestly, I just feel that he just needs to get it together. Just play, man. And they said today he did well in um in his training camp and in camp or whatever he did great. They say it does it's not showing that his foot is bothering him too much. He looked 100 percent But still, it's like, bruh. And I spoke on his foot. Let's talk about that also. The foot issue, it basically stemmed from he had he got frostbite from a cryotherapy machine. I got solid because that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I think he's maybe the first NFL player to get frostbite. He has cold foot. <laughs> he really has cold feet. He got cold feet and he just, he, he uh, I can't do this football thing. And so that's just stupid. When you're getting into those machines, it should be common sense that you have to wear the right type of clothing, the right shoes, the right everything so that it doesn't harm your body more than it will help your body. And so that, come on now. That just adds to the list of stupid things that he's been just involved in. And so my advice, if ever heard, is to just be better. 
realize that whatever you do off the field can harm you on the field. Yeah, you're a great receiver, but okay, that doesn't take away from personality traits. You can be one of the greatest of all time, but if you're just a terrible person off the field, he's not quite terrible, but if you're just an annoying person off the field, teams are not going to want to deal with you. It's just it's overwhelming. It's too much. And so that was my topic of the day. Please support, comment, do whatever you like. We're here for all of it. And just try to share the word. Get our podcast out there. We're trying to really blow up off of this. So if you can, if you're listening, and if you're listening today, tomorrow, whenever, share the word. Try to get at least one person to listen. At least one person per podcast. Because I promise it helps us and it helps you. Because it makes you look good. Like it shows that you, you, you know quality. So thank you and I'm out. Peace. What's up, America? I want to talk about relationships. I'm going to put quotation marks around the words relationships. So I thought this is like a real blurred view of what relationships should look like and what they should be. Look, and before I go into this, I'm, I've been guilty of this before, so I'm not coming from a judgmental aspect or point of view. I'm just being real right now. Telling the truth. So, especially as millennials. So, I want to say anybody born from 19, let's say 1985 to present. You're, to me, my, in my mind, you're considered a millennial. So, we always say, man, we want a relationship. We want our significant other to do blah, 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 blah. And it's like, Hmm. Let's break down. Let's break that down. Let's go into that. So first off, got to ask your question. Got to ask yourself the question: Are you in a relationship, a situationship, an infatuationship, or are y'all just messing around? Most people confuse the word relationship and infatuationship. So infatuationship is when you just admire that person to the point where you look over flaws. You, so basically that mindset, you fine, so you got to be mine. Basically, that's what we're saying in our head. That's what I call it, that high school, college mindset. And, and not all people. Some people mature early to where they literally are in relationships and they end up marrying that person they just genuinely fell in love with. But for most, it's a, you fine, so you got to be mine. You look good, so I'm like, dang, I got to have you. A situationship. All that is is an infatuationship for a short period of time. See, I thought y'all liked each other, but y'all never talked about morals and principles and got to know each other. It was just like, you fine, so we met up and did kinky or, you know, inappropriate stuff together because of that infatuation with each other. And don't get me wrong, I do think every relationship needs some infatuation because that keeps you curious, that keeps you into that person. But it's, it's just when it becomes priority is when it becomes a problem. 
You don't need to be infatuated all the time with somebody because then you become uh, ignorant. You become, what's the word, naive. You start seeing problems or God starts, uh, what's the word? He start giving you clues. He start giving you signs of, you know, flaws and, and telling you basically you don't want to be in this situation. But nah, not us. We ignore that. Because it's like, nah, that's the time we choose to be optimistic instead of realistic. And infatuation shifts, you cho- we choose the most dumbest times to be optimistic. Because it's like, uh-uh, I love this feeling. I love this physical feeling of being with this person. I get butterflies in my stomach. Oh, my goodness. Annoying. But it's like, nah, God trying to tell you, hey. Alright, you gonna ignore me Bet I'm gonna put you through all these issues Cause you ain't wanna listen to me Basically saying That's like telling the kid It's a fire right down the street You don't, you don't wanna go down there And the kid be like Nah, I'll be alright And then get burned And then come back to you And be like I got burned Well I tried to tell you You ain't wanna listen So alright, go get burned So please be careful Of the decisions That you make Please be careful, be mindful, be aware of the situation you're in. Ask yourself, is this a relationship, a situationship, or infatuationship? All right, America. Peace. Hey, again, you guys, this is Jeremy, and I know you guys are probably like, man, like, he's talking a lot. How many segments does he get? Well, I get as many as I want. It's our podcast. But on a serious tip, I'm coming to you today just sending a special shout out to the um, to the doctors, the anesthesiologists, everybody, the receptionists, everybody at the BROC clinic. Um, basically, if you don't know, if you haven't listened to the earlier podcast, <clears throat> please listen to those. Um, I basically tore my Achilles about three months ago, and I've been going through that. And I'm shouting them out basically because Thursday was my very last appointment there. And for people who've never dealt with an injury before, that is a great thing to know that you're free from them. I'm not necessarily free in general because I still have physical therapy, but to just know, like, man, just a couple months ago, I was dealing with surgery, and then I was dealing with taking, getting my splint off, then being in a boot. Then slowly getting to walking, then walking, then walking without the boot. That's just, it's a process. But I just want to thank everybody there just for the support, man. Just helping me get back to where I'm, at least where I'm at now. I'm not quite fully like 100%, but I'll say I'm a strong 80. And so I just thank y'all because I would not be that without y'all. Y'all really like came through, y'all were clutch and y'all were there. And so it's like, y'all got me back to my usual dancing. You know, I get, I get down now if y'all don't know. Once we start know the second season, y'all gonna see some of my moves. I mean, I'm not gonna give you too much because I don't want y'all stealing, but I, I got them now. I don't ever think I don't have them. But um, anyways, thank y'all there. Thank you at the clinic. Thank you at the um, also the BRT Lake. I mean, if you're not from Baton Rouge, you kind of don't know these places, but just know that the first one is pretty much a clinic where I got my surgery done and where I had my appointments, and the second one is where I do my physical therapy. Right now, I'm still doing that. I'm probably like three times a week. Just trying to get back right. I'm not quite back to just jumping and all of that, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm in shoes. I'm walking close to normal. I still got my little pimp limp, but at the same time, I'm, I'm getting there. It's a process. 
But I just want to thank y'all. And I also want to thank the people who supported the podcast, who just supported me, or the people on social media, the people everywhere who supported me. Like, y'all really just helped me get through this frustrating process. And I know there's some people who are probably like, oh, why you talk about this so much? I'm just like, man, anything traumatic in your life, you're going to talk about it. Especially if you haven't had a lot of traumatic things happen in your life. You're going to talk about it. And so, in me talking about it, it's helping me get through it. And if I make jokes about it, it's helping me get through it in a positive way. I'm not going to sit up here and just be down every day. Like, oh, man, I can't run. I can't walk. Like, nah, that's not me. I'm going to sit. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to say ankle jokes, feet jokes, all that, or foot jokes, whatever you want to call it. But thank you, man. Thank you, everybody. And thank you for the people listening to the podcast. We really appreciate you guys. Just keep sharing, keep listening, and just keep supporting us in our journey and trying to blow, make this podcast thing blow up. Thank you. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the... <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. Anyway, thank you for tuning in to the third official podcast from us. I hope you really enjoy it. Please go to the Anchor website and leave a voice message or send us a message on Facebook to let us know what you think of the podcast. With that being said, y'all have a nice day. Peace.